Hi everyone, this is Dr. Sarah Cluche and I'm here with David Irvine, my good friend, the Leaders Navigator for our fourth episode of the Physiology of Leadership podcast. And David and I met about two years ago, Dave, or maybe three, um, when I attended one of his leadership retreats in Banff and it took me about an hour, maybe less, probably like 15 minutes, to recognize that Dave was not only transforming leaders' ability to be purposeful and authentic um, in their lives, but he was also transforming their health. And so since then, we've been having these conversations about how our interests intersect and you know, how we can work together to not only help people become more aligned and authentic and purposeful, but also help them become the healthiest, happiest, um, most productive versions of themselves and also impact the health of those around them. So in the first three episodes, we've talked about the importance of self-awareness. We've talked about the stress response and what actually happens in your brain and body, as well as the long-term effects on the physical, physical body and the brain of chronic cumulative stress. And today we're going to talk a little bit more about how the stress response and uh, programs and patterns that we all develop in childhood as protective mechanisms that we carry into adulthood can affect our behavior oftentimes without any knowledge uh, from ourselves. And this is really applicable to leadership uh, in the workplace, and especially right now when 2020 has been so difficult for so many people. So Dave, what are you, what are you noticing? What are your people saying about this particular subject? Well, first of all, Sarah, thanks for the introduction. It's just always a delight to spend time with you and to be inspired by your vision around building health and you know integrating all of these different aspects of our lives into living more healthy and leading more healthy. And I, 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 I can speak from the impact of stress and unacknowledged trauma from certainly my coaching clients that I work with who bring on a variety of presenting problems to our relationship. And I also know it within myself. I also know within myself when I don't pay attention to what's going on in my body, to how this world is impacting me, to how I'm dealing with that, I will carry that into all of my relationships. And so I know from my own experience and again, this is anecdotal, but it's through 30 years of coaching and counseling and working with my own material, um, I, I can tell the impact of this. So one of, the, one of the things that can happen, for example, is that I can be impatient. And, and impatience is one of my first indicators that I'm stressed. And I, when I'm impatient, I can bring that into my team. And I can, I can push. Now, again, uh, you can call it anxiety. You can call it impatience. But how are those manifested in our relationships? Uh, so uh, one, one way is that we start to micromanage people. I mean, are we aware of how we manage our anxiety, which is really unacknowledged fear? What's going on inside of us? So micromanaging people, putting extra pressure on people. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of pressure if the pressure is related to the actual job. But what if I bring that pressure that I'm having in a stress uh, a conflict, um, an uncertainty in my personal life, and then I add the pressure of the job onto the, 
onto my team member. And that can put undue stress. And it can also create a, a sense of if I'm not feeling, we, we talked about the stress response last time. And if I'm not feeling at peace with myself, if I'm not in that default relaxation state, then what's going to happen is that I'm going to elevate everybody else's stress around me so that you can match my stress level. So I come into the office or into a, even a Zoom call in this day and age, and I'm stressed, I can put that pressure inadvertently on everybody else around me. And then what happens is that we create a culture where people don't feel safe because we're all on guard. We're all wondering when's the next shoe going to drop. So these are some of the indicators that I see when we don't stop and just acknowledge, hey, I am under stress today and make it okay not to be okay so that we don't give each other, ourselves included, permission to be where we are in that stress response. That's a lot of rambling. I hope that makes some degree of sense. No, it totally makes sense. And I think there's some really important points in there. Um, the first being that if you come in in that state, if you come in and you're stressed, the people around you pick it up, you know, automatically. We have these uh, neurons in the front of our brains called motor or mirror neurons, sorry. And even if you jumped on this call or I jumped on this call and one of us was agitated um, and visibly irritated or stressed, the other one will pick that up and start mirroring often without our own knowledge. So it's kind of unavoidable. And so to say, hey, this is just affecting me, it's, it's no one else's problem, is completely untrue uh, because it has to affect everybody else. We're literally wired for that response. I also, I also love that you say, you know, we can't just allow ourselves to stay there, but we also have to compa have compassion that we will go there. Like that's, that's our biology and we're going to get triggered. But it's really about this self-awareness piece to recognize where you're at have a bit of compassion for yourself and take the time to go reset. So. You know, I find it interesting what's going on in our relationship right now as we're going through this call. So mm -hmm. I know in about five minutes, I have a, a, a schedule here that I've got a, a, a technician to come in to work on my internet. He's assured me that the, that the internet connection is gonna remain so we can continue this call. But I can feel myself in an anxious state at this moment in our conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really a great opportunity to illustrate exactly what we're talking about. So what am I gonna do with that anxiety? What my propensity is, is to override it, push it aside and look competent in our call. But what it's doing is it's impacting my reflectiveness, my ability to really think things through carefully so what I'm finding myself doing in this moment, Sarah, it's a great opportunity to practice this, is that I'm, I'm in a performance mode. I've gone into a performance mode where I'm gonna override my stress and I'm gonna push that aside. And I think what's important for me is just to stop and acknowledge it. And let's see what unfolds. Let's see what unfolds when this guy comes to the office. If it interrupts our call, we'll just stop and we'll continue on later. Maybe he'll be able to continue on uh, regardless. But I think it's, it's a work in, we're all a work in progress because life happens. And I think our message here to our listeners is we need to, uh, we need to listen. We need to pay attention to what's going on because I am so prone to override this 
And to think I should be in a performance mode, to think I should be able to handle this, because I'm, I'm after all, I'm in this leadership role called this podcast co-facilitator. And I think it, when I don't honor what's actually going on and, and make it human and, and humanize this whole process, this is when I, be, I think it begins to break down rather than accepting where we are. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that speaks to the fact that we have a lot of expectations of our leaders. And as team members, it's, it's so important that we remember, we remember that we are all human and our leaders are human too. And they're going to come to work with family issues and, you know, financial stresses and, even just the stress of, you know, caring for their team is really affecting people. So that compassion in both directions, leaders need to be aware of what their employees are bringing or their team members are bringing. But we also have to be really aware of, you know, the fact that our leaders are still human and are going through all the things that we're going through. I also, something you said is, uh, is reminding me of something I went through last week. And I have this propensity to really get in my head and start thinking about the future and worrying about, you know, what's to come. So, you know, it, for you, is this guy going to show up and interrupt our podcast? And I did this last week. I had a super busy week. I worked a lot. I got slammed at work. I had a talk to do. I thought we were doing our podcast and I started worrying about, Hey, how am I going to prepare for all these things? How am I going to, you know, get it all done? Will I have time to do a workout, my meditations, those sorts of things. And it was interesting because the really busy days at work that I went in super stressed about turned out to be absolutely fine. We got through it. Everybody got cared for. Everybody was happy. Um, my talk actually ended up being super fun and wasn't something that I needed to prepare a ton for. And then, you know, by no fault of your own, our talk got canceled last week. And I realized I spent so much time and energy worrying about things that, you know, didn't even happen or didn't require my stress. And I think that's interesting because I wonder how often we're in our heads just generating anxiety for ourselves when it may never unfold. Can you articulate your process for working through that and to bring yourself down to a relaxed state through that? Because a relaxed state doesn't mean that we're not, that our lives aren't full and that we don't have demands in our life and that we don't respond to the necessity of, of life but we're walking through it in a different way. Can you articulate how you walked yourself through that? Absolutely. So uh, for me, it's really about being embodied and feeling what's going on in my physical body. And when I get anxious, I know that I, I can feel the sensation in my heart, like in my chest area. I get some tightness in my um, upper abdomen. And I start rapid fire thinking. So I have to do this and then I have to do that and I have to do that. And I feel this sense of urgency within me and my thinking isn't as clear. And I also start to get really impatient. Um, and sometimes I can even go into this victim role. Like, how am I going to do this day? How do they think that I can see all these people? Um, when in reality, my whole team has to see all the people too. It's not just me. And so really recognizing, Hey, I'm in that state and then taking a moment to slow down, to breathe. I think we talked about breathing a little bit last time, um, to really ground myself, feet on the floor, um, and focus on what's happening right now. So all I can do is what's in front of me right now. And if I'm laying in bed at night thinking about these things before I'm trying to fall asleep, all I can do 
is sleep so that I'm better prepared to do, you know, my job tomorrow. So it's really trying to bring myself back to the current moment, focus on my current task, because if I'm split and divided all over the place, I'm not going to do a good job with whatever it is I'm focused on and move through each thing that way. That's my process. I don't know if you have That's a specific. Beautiful. That's beautiful, Sarah. So we're going to explore this in more detail as, as the uh, podcast unfolds here together with you. But uh, so I'm hearing three things there. First of all, we have to stop. Mm-hmm. And get our bearings, get our internal bearings, what's going on in our body and acknowledge it and Absolutely. really pay attention rather than just the automatic response was just to override it. And it's, it's tricky because when it's so familiar, if, if I know for, you know, for years I've lived in that anxious state and I don't realize how my anxiety is creating anxiety around me because it feels normal to me. I don't, I don't appreciate the fact that, you know, to me, it's just like part of life, but I, I really need to pay attention and get feedback from people. But you're, you're talking about internal feedback, but I'm also saying, suggesting external feedback when people say, yeah, you, it, it feels like a little pressure, feels pressure being around you right now. And to create safe environment, a, a safe relationship with people to be honest with. So acknowledge it. Number two is there's a sense of acceptance with it that we lower our expectations to say, I should be able to handle this. After all, I'm in this paid role, or I have this high position in this organization, or I've got this responsibility to do this podcast. I should be able to. Those kind of comments aren't really helpful. Those thoughts that we can reflect on ourselves. It's acknowledge, yeah, I'm human. This is a human stress response. This is what we've been talking about the last few weeks. It's human to feel the sense of anxiety. And then I think just acknowledging it to the people around us so that we bring this sense of humanness and help me out here. You know, I'm, I'm feeling a little more stressed today. Uh, can you help me out here? And this is one of the ways you've been supportive to me. You know, maybe we'll uh, end this podcast a little bit early because I'm not sure what, you know, we've got this, uh, we can negotiate that. And, um, but by bringing it out into the open with compassion and with honesty, I think that frees, I certainly know within myself, it frees me to, to uh, then really be able to, to have an influence in my life and to be able to lead the way that I want and to be able to live the way that I want, as opposed to this stress of, you know, as, as you're going to hear me say this a lot, when we get anxious about being anxious, that's yes. when we really get anxious rather than accepting and working with the anxiety along the way. Yeah, and I'm laughing because I, that, that's, that's where I was, you know, a week ago. I was anxious about being anxious. And really, there was nothing to be anxious about. It's just my mind, you know, was making it all up. So, and I think that's what generally we find, for me, yeah. is that uh, most of the things we get anxious about, we re- our brain doesn't know this. Our whole being knows that we really, it's going to work out okay. It's worked out okay this long in our life and it will work out okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And the other piece I think that's so important, and this is what I've really learned working, um, working in sort of the executive health space is that this is a universal human experience. And so there's people, you know, running multinational, international, billion dollar companies and they're at the top of their game, or maybe they're not, who knows, you know, who knows what the top of their game can be. Um, but these people get anxious too, you know, and they worry about the same things that everyone else worries about. And it's really this 
this realization that we're all human and we're all in this together and we're all struggling with the same things and we're going to mess up and that's okay. Yeah. And it's when we don't acknowledge that, that we end up hurting others and ourselves Absolutely. because if we're hurting ourselves, we're hurting others and vice versa. So it's really about bringing this to the surface and you'll hear me say this a lot, but it, and you would know this from your science background, but science, uh, but uh, sunlight is the best disinfectant. Let's bring it out into the open. We don't have to put it on Facebook uh, and project it to the world, but we need to bring it out in, into the open in a compassionate way when we're going through these experiences. So I just look forward to continuing on this journey with you, Sarah. Oh, so do I. I love our, our Friday chats. They're great. You bet. Thanks. Okay, we'll see you next week. Have a good weekend, everyone. Thanks, Dave. Hey, everyone. I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode of the Physiology of Leadership podcast. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care from a doctor or other qualified healthcare professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for support on your journey, please seek personalized care from a qualified medical professional.